like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primo Picky. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast as we look at a variety of different topics right now in this series. There may be no such thing as the perfect partner, but an ideal partner can be found in someone who has developed themselves in certain ways that go beyond the surface. While we each seek out a specific set of qualities that is uniquely meaningful to us alone, there are certain psychological characteristics both you and your potential partner can aim for that make the flame not only stronger, but more passionate and more fulfilling, but also far less likely to die out the moment the clock strikes midnight. Many of these qualities won't be apparent to us when we first meet someone, but as we get to know the people we date, these are invaluable traits to both look for in them and to strive for in ourselves. Let's look at these seven different attributes of an ideal partner. First, maturity. Now, this statement's not meant to echo the ever-advised mantra that maturity is important. Being grown up isn't merely a matter of not acting like a kid anymore. It's not about a boyfriend who remembers to take out the trash or a girlfriend who never runs late. While these qualities are nice, uh, to truly grow up means making an active effort to recognize and resolve negative influences from our past. Even someone in a DDLG relationship where someone is a daddy dom and the other person identifies as a little, they can still have maturity because they're still, at the end of the day, an adult. An ideal partner is thus willing to reflect on his or her history and is interested in understanding how old events inform current behaviors. When people mature emotionally, they're less likely to reenact or project past experiences onto their current relationships. In other words, they come while they may come with some baggage, they know how to process that baggage. They develop a strong sense of independence and autonomy, having differentiated from destructive influences from early in life. As they evolve within themselves, they're less likely to look for someone to compensate for shortcomings and weaknesses or to complete their incompleteness. Instead, they're looking for someone to share life with as equals and to appreciate independently of themselves. Having broken ties to old identities and patterns, this person's much more available to a romantic partner and the new family that they can create together. Naturally, becoming emotionally mature ourselves helps with this process and dramatically improves our chances of achieving a solid and rewarding relationship. Uh, this also works within power exchange relationships. So even, even though you may not be equal in all ways, 
you're definitely equal in in maturity and you're definitely equal in uh, dignity and value. Even if you if the power or control in your relationship is imbalanced through a power exchange. Number two, openness. The ideal partner is open, undefended, and willing to be vulnerable. No human being is perfect, so finding someone who's approachable and receptive to feedback can be a huge asset for a lasting relationship. When someone is free-thinking and open-minded, it enables them to be forthright in expressing feelings and thoughts, telling you about their dreams and desires, which allows you to truly know them. Their openness is also an indication of their interest in personal development and often uh, contributes to the development of the relationship. Like perfect people, perfect unions do not exist. So finding someone with whom you can talk about an area that you feel is lacking in your relationship and who is open to evolving in more than half the bat is more than half the battle. Conversely, being willing to accept feedback from our partners and looking for that kernel of truth in what they say allows up to allows us to develop ourselves in a similar manner. Transparency is a hallmark of an MS or master-slave relationship, and it's definitely something that anyone in any power exchange relationship can definitely bring into um, uh, bring into that dynamic and borrow from uh, that uh, MS dynamic. So what that means is that. Um, if you have a rule of transparency, that means that any time a dominant partner asks uh, a tr uh, asks a submissive partner um, uh, what they are thinking or what they are emotionally, how they're feeling, uh, that the submissive partner will be open and completely vulnerable before the dominant partner uh, as to what is going on in that moment emotionally physically, just what's in their head. Uh, number three, honesty and integrity. The ideal partner realizes the importance of honesty in a close relationship. Honesty builds trust between people. Dishonesty confuses the other person, betraying their vulnerability and shattering their sense of reality. Nothing has a more destructive impact on a relationship between people than dishonesty and deception. Even in painful situations such as infidelity, the blatant deception involved is often equally, if not more, hurtful than the unfaithful act itself. The, the ideal partner strives to live a life of integrity so that there are no discrepancies between words and actions. This goes for all levels of communication, both verbal and nonverbal. Being open and honest in our most intimate relationships means really knowing ourselves and our, and our intentions. While this can prove difficult, it's an effort worth striving for. And it's definitely something within BDSM especially uh, that is uh, definitely needed. It's definitely something that must be a part of our power exchange relationships and, and as well our play relationships if we have play partners. Uh, those are also friendships slash relationships too. 
And so we definitely need to have honesty and integrity because that, that trust, especially when we're doing things that are dangerous or, or have uh, a level of risk involved in them, it's definitely we need to be the type of people that have built trust and, uh, and that um, others can be vulnerable and that they can, uh, they can, they can trust what we are saying, and trust that we won't hurt them. Number four: respect and independence. Ideal partners value each other's interests separate from their own. They feel congenial toward and supportive of each other's overall goals in life. They're sensitive to the other's wants, desires, and feelings. And they place them on an equal basis with their own. Ideal partners treat each other with respect and sensitivity. They don't try to control each other with threatening or manipulative behavior. They're respectful of their partner's distinct personal boundaries while at the same time remaining close physically and emotionally. Valuing and respecting our partner's sovereign minds, not trying to change them, allows us to really know them as separate people. And definitely, even within the most extreme, and and I use that extreme as an intensity level, not that it's taboo or anything, but even in the most intense master and slave relationships, um, where there is um, a lack of sovereignty and where there is... Uh, uh, one person transforming themselves into the, uh, the slave partner of a dominant master. Um, even there, there are the there are goals that uh, that a dominant partner often will have uh, the, uh, for the submissive partner, and oftentimes those are created with um, with the goals that the uh, the the submissive partner has for themselves the places that they, the things that they want to see the the things that are already um, they feel can be their strengths and uh, things that they uh, that that we as a dominant would see within the submissive that we want to draw out from them things that we already see that they are talented in or good at that we want to see as uh, we want to see them grow in. So um, even in those relationships, you, you, we have to realize that they are relationships and they are goal-oriented relationships and they uh, take into account um, uh, um, getting the most out of your property. Uh, number five, empathy. The ideal partner perceives their mate on both an intellectual observational level, and an emotional, intuitive level. This person is able to both understand and empathize with his or her partner. When two people in a couple understand each other, they become aware of the commonalities that exist between them and also recognize and appreciate the differences. When both partners are empathetic, that is, capable of communicating with feeling and with respect for the other person's wants, attitudes, and values, each person feels understood and validated. Developing our ability to be empathetic, empathetic helps us understand and attune to our partner. Again, within BDSM, 
at all different types of power exchange relationships. Uh, it, we definitely uh, need to communicate with feeling. We definitely have to respect our our partner. Our um, as a dominant, we must respect our submissive partner, and obviously, as a submissive, we must respect our dominant partner. And uh, we definitely need to understand and be attuned to what they're going through, uh, so that we can relate to them. It definitely involves emotions and feelings. Uh, nobody wants a cold shoulder or a cold partner. Nobody wants a partner who's completely heartless. That's not the type of relationship that anyone aspires to. Number six, affection. The ideal partner is easily affectionate and responsive on many levels, physically, emotionally, and verbally. He or she is personal acknowledging and outwardly demonstrative of feelings of warmth and tenderness. This person should enjoy closeness in being sexual and feel uninhibited in giving or accepting affection and pleasure, even if it's not sexual or kink-related. Being open to both giving and receiving affection adds a poignant feeling to our lives. So we definitely have to remember that power exchange Relationships are relationships, and so they have some aspects of just regular relationship built into them. And one of those is that there shouldn't be a coldness between. There should be an affection between, even in if there's not a romance or sexual, or even if it's there's not a, a sex or kink involved. Even if it's just power exchange, the relationship, there should be affection. There should be feeling there. And lastly, number seven, sense of humor. The ideal partner has a sense of humor. A sense of humor can be a lifesaver in a relationship. The ability to laugh at oneself and at life's foibles allows a person to maintain a proper perspective when dealing with sensitive issues that arise within the relationship. Couples who are playful and teasing often diffuse potentially volatile situations with their humor. A good sense of humor definitely eases the tense moments in a relationship. Being able to laugh at ourselves makes life much easier. Plus, it's one of life's greatest joys to be able to laugh with someone close to us. So you definitely also have to have a sense of humor. And while sometimes training and uh, sometimes the relationship can get really tense and sometimes there can be a lot expected uh, within the relationship and a lot of the things we do are very serious, we also have to inject and have some humor. We have, we have to be able to uh, just laugh at ourselves especially. We, we don't need to think bad about ourselves, even if we're having a bad day. And so definitely these are seven different characteristics of an ideal partner. And it talks about communication ultimately between couples, uh, gives you some relationship advice, and reminds you ultimately that even within power exchange relationships, they are 
relationships. And so they should definitely look in some ways like all relationships, even though in a lot of ways they're different than, say, vanilla relationships. There are some commonalities between them because they are ultimately relationships and relationships deal with feelings and with emotions and they uh, they are deal with a closeness and a linking and a connection between two peoples. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for listening to this BDSM United podcast in our variety show type of series at the moment. And um, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. And it's been really a joy bringing this information to you. And uh, I've enjoyed talking with you today. And I'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. And she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.